Christina Pajitsky, thank you for downloading this episode in the midst of chaos. <laughs> it feels like the world's coming to an end, but it, I'm really thankful that um, in, in between the world coming to an end, you've decided to listen to my show for a, a brief pause. If you're anything like me, I'm, I'm glued to like CNN. I even listen to Fox News just to see what the um, the alternative facts are. But you know, I gotta. You gotta take a break, right? You gotta give your brain a breather from all the, the drama, and uh, let's get into some personal drama, right? Because at the end of the day, it's it really is all personal, isn't it? It's uh, what can you do? It's all personal. Okay, first February twelfth, the seven p.m. show of your mom's house live is sold out. So we've added a nine o'clock. That is a nine p.m. show February twelfth live your mom's house. Two different shows. Yoshi Obayashi joins us at the nine o'clock show. So if you want to see Yoshi, buy a ticket to that. And then I'm headlighting, headlighting, headlining two shows, February 17th at Hollywood Improv, February 18th, Flappers Comedy Club. Those are Friday, Saturday nights coming up. And then April 13th through 15th, I'm at the Brea Improv in Brea, California, May 4th through 5th, Phoenix, Arizona, Stand Up Live, May 19th through 20th. New York City, uh, Gotham Comedy Club, June 1st through 3rd, Denver. I just added Denver, 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 Denver Comedy Works. I'm so excited to do that one. I've heard so many good things. and I'm doing the downtown one, um, so check that out. And then June 16th and 17th in San Francisco at the Punchline in San Francisco. And I've also added Sacramento. The ticket links are not up yet, so I'm not going to announce it form- formally. But Sacramento, I'll be coming your way pretty soon, too. I'm so excited. What an exciting year for me, personally. <laughs> Just, I'm so... Oh, God help me. I'm on Twitter at Christina P. I'm on Instagram, Christina P. A. Z at Christina P-A-Z. Tickets can be found at thousandranch.com, T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D ranch.com. Those are my two salad dressings mixed together in case you're wondering. Also, I have added Amazon UK on um, that's deepbropodcast.com. You can do your shopping now if you live in the United Kingdom uh, using my banner. And there you have it. What else? What else? What else? Oh, YouTube. So I've decided to film myself talking into space and I put these episodes now up on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see what I look like when I talk to myself, um, yeah, it should be up. I'm going to put it up today or tomorrow. So it'll be there by the time this episode drops and, and what else? Uh, I don't know. Maybe YouTube's easier for some of you listening at work to get away with listening. I don't know. I don't know, but I figure the, the more it's out there, the better, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, let's go. Let's go, guys. Let's go. What do I have for you today? You know, I'm so fired up about um, the state of the world, man. (laughs) I just, I woke up with this song in my head. Okay, let's go. Big club fighters and your newspaper writers still need a drug store to kill my buzz. 
Hello. Welcome to That's Deep, bro. I am Christina Pajitsky. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching on YouTube now. Uh, man, what the fuck is happening in this country? It's been only eight days, and I feel like uh, it is just wild in the streets, man. To quote the circle jerks, what what is going on? And for anybody that's grown up with narcissistic parents... Uh, I don't know about you, but this is triggering the shit out of me. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't sign the petitions to impeach this guy fast enough. <laughs> On to the next one. Can we go already? How much, what are we waiting for? Mexico hates us. The UK doesn't want him to visit the queen. And we all know how much I love my queen. Hello. Ay, 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 maron. What is going on? You know what's so interesting about uh, the Trump phenomenon, what, what is happening now is that there are people who, who go, yeah, this guy's nuts. Something's really wrong. This is mental illness. This isn't just like a guy with strong ideas or a vision. This is, uh, this is pretty serious. And then uh, let's get rid of him. Let's move on. There are people that are already like, cut it, go. And then there are people who want to work around it right? You know what I'm talking about? The, the family member who is like, maybe, maybe if I'm good enough, um, uncle, uncle Bill won't come over drunk this time. You know, maybe, maybe if I'm nicer to dad, he won't hit me. Maybe if, uh, maybe if we play along or change a strategy, crazy is going to straighten up and fly right. Well, I got news for you. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it never does. And I know from personal experience, guys, that there's no there's no uh wrangling crazy, dealing with crazy, negotiating with crazy, reasoning with crazy. You just got to you got to just let crazy go and and take in a less less ill version. Hopefully the vice president. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know, but look, am I a, po- a political person? Not really. I'm an emotional, mental, comedian person, so fuck it. Let's talk about more important things this week. Number one, I watched a fantastic film on iTunes. I don't know if you've seen this movie with Ashton Kutcher and uh, Natalie Portman, who, I, I mean, come on, don't you love her? I could watch her take a shit. I just love watching Natalie Portman. I love her mouth. I like when she smiles. It gets real gummy on one side of her face, but you know, I've loved her since she was what, 11 years old in the professional. Hello. So Ashton Kutcher, who is adorable. I never really liked him. I never liked him. And then I see this movie, no strings attached. And I'm actually, I enjoy it. I'm laughing at parts of it. It's so genuine. It was so, it was actually a good movie. Am I like just such a mom now that I don't watch many movies? So when I watch No Strings Attached, I think it's just, isn't that nice? What a neat film. Hilarious. I'm turning into a Midwestern mom, aren't I? (laughs) Pretty soon I'm going to be complaining about the lines at Target. My culottes are too tight. Did you see the cupcakes Tracy's mom brought? Those weren't homemade. Who am I? Who am I? I'm fucking a mom now. Yeah, no strings attached. I'm watching these single person movies now. And I I think I go through that when I'm like alone with the kid a lot. My husband's touring and and I'm like, oh, maybe if I can just watch a movie about uh, not having responsibility, maybe that'll just get, I'll get my fix from that for a minute and then I can go back to enjoying my kiddo. And it generally works. You know, I watch movies about single people hooking up and I watch... Um, what did I watch? Life as we know it, like a, a toddler, a baby movie. And then you're like, oh yeah, my life isn't so bad. It's just, you know, I just get tired. I start to, I start to fantasize about the life that I had before I had a kid. But the truth is I didn't like that life either. <laughs> I wasn't good at being single. I wasn't good at like hooking up uh, with dudes. I wasn't good at like going to nightclubs and partying either. So this is kind of my ideal life. I like staying home. I like being um, mundane. I really enjoy the mundane so much, so, so much. But every now and then, I like to imagine a life that, that I'm 
that that is more seemingly glamorous but of course the point of all these single movies is like it sucks being single because they're always looking for a relationship to save them so that, that that's kind of the truth isn't it at least for me i don't know that's my truth is that i i really did get much happier in my life when i i um i found purpose and i found meaning in a in a family situation i don't know for me for me for me not for everybody in fact some people should never be married i think there are people who are much better off never marrying and never having children <clears throat> my father and there's nothing wrong with that either i um society tells you that you should be married and i i just uh I don't agree with that either. Okay, but first, before we get into today's topic, which some of you are very excited about, and I know because I've received countless emails, so many emails, great, great, so many emails um, about the topic I announced last week was I'm going to talk about marriage. And look, uh, uh, A number one, I'm not a therapist. I am not a counselor. I am not a priest. I am a comedian who's lived on the planet for 40 years. I've been with the same dude for 12 of my 40 years. And um, here's some stuff that I've learned in 12 years of being with the same person. Is it absolutely for everybody? No. Is it the only way to do things? No. It's just the way we've done them. And I, um, people have asked me over the years to talk about, you know, um, my relationship and how, how we get along and, and whatever. So I'm going to share some of my thoughts on marriage and what makes a decent marriage, a good marriage, a happy marriage. And I, I don't know why society also paints marriage to be such a bummer and a downer and, uh, like the ball and chain and settling down and uh, what a bummer it is. I just, I just don't think that that's, (laughs) it's not accurate and it's not, um, I don't know why people, maybe, maybe a lot of people are in shitty marriages. Is that what it is? Uh, but firstly, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend, Paul Gil Martin. He has a podcast called the mental illness happy hour, and it's such a valuable, valuable resource for all things, um, trauma, mental illness, whatever, sexual abuse, rape, incest, covert incest, bipolar, uh, borderline personality disorder, alcoholism, addiction, like you name it. Paul Gilmartin has had somebody on his show that he talks about. Uh, he talks about this stuff in depth with a person dealing with the problem. So you really, for me, I like to hear other people's perspective. I like to know what they're feeling about certain issues. And it's such a valuable resource for anybody going through something that wants to kind of see what other people, how other people deal with it. Um, and like I just scroll through and look at all the topics and you're going to find something you like for sure. So there you go. My shout out to Paula Gilmartin, who I absolutely love. Um, yeah. Okay. So why don't we just go ahead and get into it? I wrote down some notes on my iPhone where everything in the world is on my iPhone about, the big marriage stuff. Okay. 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 Good notes, Christina. Okay. Now the following stuff I'm about to talk about, um, the following stuff I'm going to say is it's for couples who are in already functioning relationships. Okay. So I'm not talking about people dealing with addiction, abuse, uh, bullshit. If, If the cops are coming to your house to break up domestic quarrels, then what I have to say to you is does not apply, dude. Like you're already so fucking gone on some other thing. You need therapy beyond there. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like my bullshit notes are not going to help you. Uh, you need to seek a professional help. Okay. So this is not for the, the woman whose husband is on drugs or a sex addict or gambling or any of that stuff. This is for normal functioning people. And yes, there is a normal. Don't fucking write to me and tell me there's no normal. Uh, normal means uh, addiction-free, neuroses somewhat free, uh, employed, you're paying your bills, you're, you're not fucked up on drugs, you're not hitting your kids. Okay, so that, that's what normal means. And I, it makes me bonkers when the health, mental health community uh, said, well, what is normal? I know what's normal. Normal is, is just the opposite of whatever the fuck I grew up in. <laughs> Normal is uh, you, you've got your shit working on some level, okay? Okay. 
Uh, number one, it makes me crazy when uh, people say their spouse is their, quote, best friend. Okay, here's why. Your best friend as a woman is another woman. Your husband is a second close. Absolutely. Is Tommy my ride or die? Dude, yes, of course. We're like, we're partners in crime. We, we share a child together, business together. Absolutely, dude. But best friend is like, when I hear that term, I think of a, my girl best friend who I've had since we were, you know, 14 years old. I have two or three of these girls who I've just known most of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the bitches that know the ugly dudes you slept with. These are the bitches that have seen you vomit on lawns. These are the girls who have been with you when you were stoned and paranoid and they've talked you down. These are the girls who know everything, everything, everything before you were married. And these are also the women that you confide in in the level that a dude really doesn't understand. And I know there's exceptions to the rule. There are very sensitive men who are capable of, you know, tremendous empathy and really understanding what women go through, blah, blah, blah. Most of us aren't married to those dudes. (laughs) And I can tell you right now, your husband is not your shrink. And he doesn't want to be. I know I'm sure like my husband wants to hear how I feel about stuff and we talk about a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, that's why I have girlfriends and I have a shrink. Because for the the stuff that other women want to hear, I tell other women. And I just fucking know that he doesn't want to hear every the minutia, the stuff that other women like to hear. Because at the end of the day, uh men and women are different. They just are fucking different. And I think the the first thing I'm going to start off on the gate is right out of the gate with this topic is that nothing makes my asshole pucker more than when women don't understand that men are not chicks. Okay. Dudes are not women. They don't want to fucking talk about the same things we talk about when we're alone, girls. Uh, they don't want to hang out with you and your girlfriends. So stop trying to get them to fucking hang out with you and your girls. They don't care about whatever it is you're talking about on girls night. They don't like it. So don't make them. They're just wired differently. Okay. They don't want to hear the details of every coworker story who snubbed you, blah, blah, blah. Men's for whatever reason. And I know this cause I've been raised around dudes my whole life. I work around dudes. They just don't give a shit. And it's not personal. I don't take it personally. I just know what what's interesting to my husband. And it's not the same stuff that's interesting to my girlfriends. And I, I, I just fucking accept that. So stop trying to make your husband, your boyfriend, whoever, a girl. And also, P.S., They don't like doing the same things we do, okay? He's not going to want to go down to Color Me Mine and paint a fucking pot on a Saturday. He's just not. Just like I don't want to watch football. Guess what? I don't fucking like football. I don't like basketball. I don't understand it. I don't want to sit for four hours watching a game. And then I don't want to watch the the two-hour recap on Sports Sesh where these guys are talking about the same shit we just watched for four hours. It bores me. It bores me to death. So guess what? I don't make my husband go paint pottery and he doesn't make me watch sports sesh or the, the football. He knows that the minute that that game is on, I'm out the door and I'm going to visit my girlfriends. Okay. So number one, women, if you're listening, he's not a fucking girl. Just stop, stop, stop. Okay. Now on the other, uh, oh, hold on. Let me, let me see. Like I said, there are exceptions to the rule. There are some feminine men. I'm not saying that there aren't, but most of us are married to normal dudes. Normal being guys who like uh, blowjobs, sandwiches, and football. Okay. Yeah. They don't want to talk. Sorry. Oh, oh, also, God damn it. Here's another thing. They're not women and they don't pick up on subtlety. They don't. 
women pick up on subtlety. You know how a girl fight goes? It doesn't. A girl fight is, oh my God, I texted her and she didn't text me back. And now you're at war. And we know that because that's like a girl thing. We know that the subtleties of female interaction and dialogue, men don't. So if you're mad at him for something he didn't do or whatever, uh, don't expect homeboy to pick up on your subtle snubbing or your passive aggressive. "Mm, Well, I don't know. What do you think? Like, don't, don't, because it just, it doesn't punish them. Number one, we like to think that we're punishing them, but you're not. You're just actually poisoning the well of your marriage. You're making him think that you're crazy because that when you do that to a guy, they don't think, well, what have I done wrong? Maybe I should go talk to her. They don't. They go, well, that's why women are fucking crazy. That's why they can't be president. All this passive aggressive shit like that. You just reinforce the stereotype of how women are crazy and they don't know how to communicate, blah, blah. So they don't pick up on the subtleties. Tell them point blank. I don't like it when, oh, let's use a really banal example. Um, I don't like it when you don't take out the trash like I asked. I don't like it because uh, I tell you what, when you don't do that, I resent you. And when I resent you, I don't want to have sex with you. When I resent you, I don't want to be nice to you. When I resent you, I don't want to cook. I don't want to fucking be nice. I don't want to do anything cool with you. So if you want me to stop resenting you, <laughs> then you do. please do your chore that we've talked about before, that we've pre-negotiated. And I guarantee that's going to work for you a lot better. The yelling, screaming, the emotional stuff, dudes just get freaked out by, I've found in my life. They don't know. Like the worst thing a dude can see is a woman cry. I think it's just it fucking it, they don't know what to do with it and it it I mean not like you can stop your crying sometimes if you're upset but the they don't know how to react. <laughs> I I've just found that in my life like a crying woman to them is like kryptonite. Um it works. It works if you really want to get some shit. It really does work, but don't, I'm not saying to manipulate people. I don't think that that's cool, but um don't use it as a card. Don't use it as a fucking manipulation card. It's gross. They just don't know what to do. Okay. Um, yeah. And also drama. Guys are not women. Healthy men anyways. Um, they don't like drama. They don't respond to drama. Some guys do, but those guys are probably not guys you want to marry and have children with. Uh, the drama couples, they got their, that's their own thing. Maybe that works for those dudes. Most dudes, the dudes that you want to marry and be with and make children with don't like drama. You know what that means? That means if you get into a fight with him, don't go on Facebook and talk about your fucking feelings in public about this and that. Like, I can't believe my husband said, what are you doing? Um, don't cause drama just in general. Don't, don't fucking, uh, you don't have to fight over every little thing. Women, we love to, at least, I mean, me and my girlfriends are fairly cool, but I've had relationships in the past with other women where every little thing is a transgression, right? Women, we can really nitpick the shit out of each other and make everything a bigger thing. And, and I'm telling you with dudes, they just don't see the same things we do. They don't process things the same way. <laughs> It's just let some things go. Let it go. Pick and choose the battles. Pick and choose the wars that you're going to wage. And when you talk, when you speak with men, it's got to be really clear and precise. For instance, how many times have you told your husband, hey, can you go to the grocery store and um, can you get some Oreos? Right? I mean, that sounds like pretty direct, pretty simple. No. Because a guy, I think, at least my husband will be like, but there's like so many Oreos. There's double stuff. There's chocolate covered. There's uh, the, the, orange, the orange kind for Halloween. I don't, which one does she want? And they're so afraid of disappointing you. At least my husband is so afraid <laughs> of me getting the Oreos and being bummed that I think, I think the fear of, of like me being upset, <laughs> he'll, he'll ask me, well, which, which kind of Oreo? So he'll ask 
Well, babe, babe, go pick up, uh, get some chicken for the kid. Well, what kind of chicken? There's the thighs, there's the, there's the breasts, there's the... And in a woman's mind, we're going, motherfucker, just, we know what kind we feed the kid. We always feed the kid chicken breasts. It's easy. Like, we think it's an understood thing. They don't. So be really, really specific and let them enjoy those facts. <laughs> There's no room for uh, for vagueness, I, I find. And that's endearing. And I, I'm not saying this to belittle men or to... And again, this is this is a gross generalization. Um, your your husband can be way different than than mine. I totally agree. Yes, yes, there are sensitive men. Yes, but most of us are not married uh, to those. <laughs> okay, he's not a woman. That's number one. We got that one. Um, okay, and I talked about the last episode. Um. Sex, it's a big one, right? It's a big one. Uh, you got to have sex. And, you know, I, I had an emailer write in. I don't want to uh, read it just because it's, and I wrote back to her personally and whatever. I've had a dialogue with her, but um, you have to have sex. Now, a woman wrote in saying, look, I was raped. I have a trauma and sex is very hard for me. I cry and I... I'm still in shock and this and that. And of course, if you're, if you're traumatized from something that happened in the past, well, of course you, you have to deal with the trauma, right? You have to be in some form of therapy. From what I understand, I, I personally haven't gone through that kind of trauma, but you really do need to go with a, a professional who can walk you through the healing from something like that happening to you. So don't, don't push past trauma or something like that in order to quote fulfill your duties as a wife. I'm not advocating that. That's I would never want someone to be, you know, in tears as they're having sex with their husband. <laughs> That's not the point. Uh, and this this person who wrote to me said that she has a therapist but the therapist isn't helping her. Then you must find another one. You must find another one. Much like uh spouses, you got to you got to go through a lot of duds to find the winner, the one. So same with shrinks. Maybe the first, I mean, I remember the first shrink I went to, this fucking nutbag was wearing white Velcro shoes and uh, light blue mom jeans up past his navel. And I thought to myself, if this asshole doesn't even know how to dress himself, how is he going to tell me how to live my life? Because that is essentially what a therapist does. They're saying, look, this is a template. I'm going to, I'm going to be your reparenting parent or whatever the fuck I am. I don't know what your situation, but. The point is they're going to tell you how to live your life. Well, this motherfucker should look like somebody who knows how to dress himself, how to present himself to the world because how you present yourself to the world is important. But listen, if your shrink isn't helping you, find another one. Find another one. Don't stop just because one, one is a dud. Okay, so this, is for, this applies to people who are not dealing with some sort of trauma, um, some horrible sexual abuse in their history. I'm just saying the run-of-the-mill... Hey, guess what? Both of us work for a living. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you have a career. Maybe you come home from work and uh, and you're exhausted because we all are. And you don't feel like it. Hey, you don't feel like it. Not, I mean, look, I have, a, I have women writing into me. I, Christina, I would love to have sex with my husband. And once we get started, it's great. But I don't want to fuck him because I'm tired. Or... um. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Now, everybody is tired. All we're all tired. If you have small children, you're just tired all the time. Tired, tired, tired. <laughs> but all things being equal, again, I'm not. I'm no trauma and no over uh, arcing circumstances that are, you know, he cheated on you. You resent him. That kind of stuff. If that stuff's not in the marriage, you're having a decent marriage. Oh. City connection is my ringtone. Uh, you got to bang. You got to bang. And now here's what I do, okay? Because do you, do you think that every time, uh, you know, I, I feel like wildly into it? Well, no, because I'm a human being and we all have good days and bad days and tired days and exhausted days. But so here's what I recommend for women, especially because uh, in this day and age, yeah, you got the kids 
and then uh, you got to go to the grocery store, and then you got to come home, then you got to cook the dinner, you got to put the kids down, and now and now this guy wants to bone you, right? Because that's the feeling of like, ah, now this is the one more goddamn thing I have to do is f my husband. You got to be joking, <laughs> because it feels like another chore, right? Now that's the problem. We can't frame it that way. <laughs> Because it's not. It's it's not a chore. It shouldn't be seen that way. Um, it should be seen as a way of what? I don't know. Keeping the marriage high and tight, man. I think men see sex and intimacy as a physical outlet, right? Little boys, if you watch a little boy, they're very physical and they're very affectionate and they, they touch, they hold mommy, They right? They're, they're very affectionate. Women are up here. Men are tactile from what I see. Okay. I'm, am I a therapist? No. Am I qualified? No. I'm just telling you what I see. So all I know is that when, you, when I do, when we do it, things are awesome. You don't fight as much. Not everything is a meltdown. Um, he's happier. I'm happier. I feel connected. We feel connected. The whole machine works so much nicer if you have regular sex. Okay, so how do we do it, Christina? I come home, I'm tired, I'm angry, I don't want to do anything. Okay, well, here's what you do. You got you to gotta shift the energy of the house, of the room that you're in. Put the babies down. Hopefully you sleep trained your babies. Ain't no, have no babies in the damn bed, first of all. I know a lot of you sleep with your babies, but that is a sex killer. Number one rule of, of our marriage when we got pregnant with Ellis is we discussed it in advance and I, we both agreed that our marital bed was a priority to us. And so we sleep trained our kiddo and that means no boo-boos in the bed. That's mommy, daddy space. So put the boo-boo down, put all the boo-boos down and eat your dinner with the family. Everybody's eating. Everybody's happy. You pour yourself a glass of wine. You go upstairs, you light some fucking candles, you shift the energy, especially with women our nervous system needs to calm down. You can't go on high rev all day because everybody knows the woman is the center of the house, right? Hey, sorry, that's how it goes. Uh, Yeah, we're all equal, blah, 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 bullshit. At the end of the day, everybody knows that mom knows when the next pediatrician appointment is. Mom knows whether or not baby's got enough cereal for the week. Mom knows if there's enough diapers in the house and desitin for the bums. And we know that shit. Now men take care of the other stuff. I don't know what arrangement you have in your house. My husband takes care of his things too. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a role, but at the end of the day, mom is a center. The woman is a center of the home period. Okay. If mom's not happy, nobody's fucking happy. We know that. So mom as the center of the home, has to shift gears because if you're kind of a dominant energy, let's say if you're an alpha woman, you have career, you're a powerful person during the day, you got to shift that to feminine energy in order to bang your husband. It's just the truth. Okay. Now, a lot of people go, Christina, how does it work that you and Tom are both comics? How do you both? Okay. Here's how, because when I, I know how to shift energy for different times of the day. Okay. When I'm on stage, that's masculine energy. That's alpha energy. I'm a fucking alpha bitch, right? I got a mic in my hand. I'm in control. I'm telling you what the fuck is up. Same thing in this domain. I'm sitting here and podcasting. It is my voice. It is my thing. This is power, power, power. But when it comes to private, to love, to my husband, when he and I are not public people or whatever the fuck, we're two people in a house, guess what? I, I shift into feminine energy feminine energy. Uh, I'm the type to bake the cookies. I turn on the candles in the room. I make, I put on nice music. I love nice soft bossa nova. You know, I listen to my Brazilian music and the energy changes and I leave that shit at the door. When I come home, I'm a woman and I, that's how I do it. I'm just recommending for those of you who write to me that you're tired. Yeah, I know, boo boo. We're all fucking tired. I'm tired right now. I'm always tired. (laughs) shift the energy in the house and, and, um, and see what happens. I'm telling you. And drink a glass of wine. What do you think wine is for? 
Wine is to break down a little bit of that resistance, a little bit of the tension and have one glass, no more. You don't want to get hammered and just fucking bang. You know, God damn it. You have to fuck. You just have to. Okay. A lot of women I know uh, make their husband the enemy. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. You know the couple that goes out to dinner with you and within seconds, the woman or the man is belittling the other person at the table. Now, nothing makes my asshole pucker faster when I see this, because I grew up, my family did this, my mother did this to my father, to my stepfather. I, I, I just hate it. The whole thing. Well, it may be if somebody paid the electric bill on time, the lights wouldn't have gone out. Am I right, Todd? Like one of those people. Well, maybe if she, blah, 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 blah. And they do this in public. Or maybe on Facebook, they shit on their spouse or Twitter, whatever. Excuse me, I'm vomiting in my own. And, um, don't do that. Why are you belittling your beloved in front of other people? I, I, it makes me bonkers. But a lot of that is misplaced, misdirected uh, anger and rage. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. Your, your husband's not the enemy, boo-boo. Sometimes he is. Now, some of y'all are fucking married to people who are gamblers, sex addicts, cheaters, liars, scum fucks. I'm not talking about those people, okay? If you got a nice guy at home... Which have I mentioned that part of all of this? Don't marry a fucking loser. Don't marry a shitbag. Don't marry these types. Because you're gonna be miserable. If he's a scumbag before you got married, guess what? He's gonna be a scumbag when you're married. If he's gonna be uh mentally ill during the campaign, he's gonna be a nutbag in office. Surprise. Why are we surprised? Well, I thought Trump was just saying that. No, boo-boo, he's mentally ill. He said that shit before because the fucker's crazy. And now he's acting crazy. <laughs> Surprise. So you got to, from the jump, choose somebody that's not uh, doing stuff that, that is annoying you. Or if they do annoy, if there's things that they do, smoking dope, uh, drinking, maybe he likes to go out with his buddies once every now and then and get ripped If that bothers you, then don't marry it. Because guess what? He's still going to want to do that stuff when you have a kid at home. Maybe. I don't know. Most likely. Past behavior is a wonderful indicator of of future behavior. So if you don't like what happened in the past, unless this guy has a come to Jesus, he's probably going to continue being the same person. God damn it. I love the good guys. Just fucking marry a good guy. You know, marry marry the nerds. That's why nerds are great. I love nerds. I I love, uh, you know, the guy that just needs a little work. I'm talking aesthetics, not character. Just like this, just the guy who maybe his sneakers are lame. He, maybe the jeans aren't right. Maybe the, the shirt's off. That's all cosmetic. That can be fixed. But women were so fucking uh, uh, superficial. We think if he doesn't look like a GQ model, that he's not the hot shit. But there's so many guys out there that I've seen that if they j- just a, a little tweak of the looks, get your hair cut right, get the right pair of glasses, whatever it is, and now you're cute and you're totally you're totally on it. I need you know what I need to do. I need to start a program just to help dudes to fucking women are so dumb. Okay, men is not man is not the enemy. Your husband is not uh, the enemy, especially when you have children. Right? Number one, what happens? He's the enemy. Baby's crying. He ain't, he ain't doing anything. No, 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 no. He's not the enemy. Baby's the enemy. Baby's the enemy. So you guys got to work together as a team to deal with baby, to deal with the kids, to deal with the world. The world is, he, it's not your husband most of the time. I'm saying it, this guy's normal. It's you versus them, okay? Always. Uh, it makes me crazy when the woman blames the dude for everything and it's just not the case. If you want him to wake up in the middle of the night and deal with the baby, you got to tell him. Go fucking, why don't you hear that? I remember, <laughs> I've said that. Do you just, are you deaf to this? I, I mean, I say it in a joking way to my husband. I don't yell at him, but you know, you just got to ask for shit in, in a very direct way. I have, I have a friend right now who's livid at her, her baby's daddy because he's not doing things that she wants him to do. And I go, well, did you talk to him? No. Well, then how do you know? He, he, how does he know that, you're, that he's letting you down? 
All right. God damn it. Number one, back to choosing wisely. Uh, choose a guy. This is like, I think, one of the most important things, too, to all of this. Ugh, it's going to sound really bad, but you got to choose somebody that's on the same page as you. Meaning, if you're both religious, fucking marry somebody in your faith. It's just going to make your life a lot easier, especially when it comes to things like holidays or not even the religion. Let's just say worldview. Are you Republican? Marry Republican. If you're a Democrat, marry a Democrat. Little shit like, you know, I have friends who one of them doesn't believe in telling the kid about Santa, which is to me bananas, but, um, so how do you deal with that? Let's say your partner's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lie to our child and tell them about Santa, but you really want that thing for your kid. Now that's a major bone of contention. It's just easier if you start from the jump, marry somebody that's on the same fucking page. Believe me, it's going to save you a lot of heartache and grief in the long run. Um, and I'm just saying, God, I mean, even age, sometimes I like, Tom's only three years, right? Three years younger than me. And I'll be like, hey, remember uh, Silver Spoons, that TV show? And he's like, what? Oh, I grew up on Full House. And I'm like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> like, I hate you. Even a three-year difference is such a, a cultural divide between us. It's, like, upsetting. Like, how do you not know Silver Spoons? How do you not know fucking Ricky Schroeder? Full House sucks. God. I don't know. It just makes your life easier. Can, I, can you not have a, a happy marriage if you're not similar on everything? Of course. Of course you can. One of you is Jewish. One of you is Christian. Absolutely. One of you is Muslim. One of you is Christian. Yes, of course you can have a good marriage. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it's just easier. It's going to take one more fucking thing that, uh, that, that can be a hindrance out. Ugh. Okay. And also at the end of the day, you're not enemies. And I, I always try to think of my husband as a buddy in a weird way. Okay. And I don't mean the desexualizing thing. I'm talking like when you're in your darkest times and you're dealing with fucking horrible things like taxes or whatever, whatever stressful time is coming up. And I always try to remember that there was a time, you know, Tom and I are having like a fight or whatever. I always try to remember the time when we were just meeting each other. We were, we were just becoming friends, right? Buddies. And I always try to go back there and remember that this person is ultimately your buddy and ultimately not your best friend, remember? Because that's a woman. But I'm saying treat them as you would want to be treated. I know that's so trite, but like I always treat, I want to treat, I always try to treat Tom as somebody that I really respect and just like. Just fucking like your spouse. Is that hard enough? I don't know. Like, I know it's easy to get hung up on this and that with them, but like at the end of the day, I just try to like him. You try to think of the parts you like and, and don't even think about um, other things, you know, just focus on the shit that you like. That's, and if they're having a bad day, let them don't let them. That's another difference between men and women is that we're so different in, in, Men need to be left alone every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Men need to just shut the fuck up sometimes. That's another one. They like to power down and they like to be left alone. And uh, I see it sometimes with Tommy. I'd be like, oh, he's having a, this is his time. He needs to just power down and be left the fuck alone. And I leave him the fuck alone. You know, let them do their own thing. You know, you don't have to be a part of everything, right? Let him have a, a life, a hobby outside of you, an interest that doesn't involve you and vice versa. You should too. You should have friends, hobbies, shit that you do. That's nothing to do with your husband or your boyfriend or whatever. You know what I mean? Let, let them have their fucking space. Let the guy sit and stare off into space. If he needs to do that, let him fucking do that. And don't, don't muck it up. You know, give, give the guy a long leash. It's funny, my mother, as flawed as she was, she kind of knew that about men, that if you don't try to hold on, hold on, we'll do everything together, everything all the time. No, 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 let them go. Let them go, because they'll come back happier, much happier. And then your life is so much happier. Everyone's happier. 
I don't know. Boys just like to do nothing. I like to do nothing too. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I think too, accepting each other before you get married is huge. Accept each other's vices. Um, by that I mean, and I love weed because I've heard this over and over in uh, marriages. Well, I smoke weed, but I don't tell my wife. I hide it from her. I hide um, porn from my wife. I don't like my, my wife doesn't know that I watch porn. My wife doesn't know that I smoke weed. I got to hide this stuff from her. To which I don't understand because if you're going to be married to somebody, you're with them all the time. Why are you hiding the stuff that matters to you? Um, and like, then don't be with someone that can't handle porn or weed or whatever it is that you like, your vices, because everybody's got them. Maybe your wife likes to, I don't know what she likes, drink a lot, go dancing, I don't know, once a year does blow with her friends. I don't, I don't go to Vegas. I don't know. But you have to let that person do that thing. Otherwise, they're hiding it from you. And that sucks too. And now there's this big secret. And I just don't understand people that marry people that they can't be themselves around. It's really um, a bummer. It's really a bummer. Could you imagine? Ugh. But so what? So what if you're, someone likes to do something every now and as long as every now and then, right? Just let them fucking do it. Who cares? <laughs> right? If it doesn't threaten your marriage, if it doesn't threaten your livelihood or then just let them do it. God damn it. Um, yeah. Think of the other person often. Um, I always do this. We always do this with each other. And I think it's really useful and really nice is that if I'm at the store and, um, I mean, not so much now because Tom and I are both on these ridiculous diets, but you know, hey, is there a treat that you want to get for the person to make them feel special? Are you uh, at the mall and you see something that would be nice for them? Just buy it. Just do the little things like that. Just be nice. <laughs> Just be nice, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I I really believe in small gestures going far. And I'm not just talking about spending money on somebody. I'm talking about just telling somebody they look nice. You know, hey, I like I like your pants. Nice jeans today. Jeans. Nice shoe. Hey, I really like that shirt. Looking good. Um, you know, fucking hold his hand. Just be nice. And it's hard because I, I know we get caught up and resentful about the everyday stuff, but it really goes so far with dudes, especially if you're just sweet. Just fucking be nice. Trust me. If you're nice to them, they're nice to you. It's like this weird thing that happens. Mm, yeah, it's simple, but it's true. Oh, and like, yeah, hugs, kisses, approval. Uh, it's, it means a lot. It does mean a lot. Because I really think at their core that men want to please us. You know, I think they do want our approval. And uh, to withhold that is just so shitty. So shitty. <laughs> It just makes things so much easier when you're nicer to them. Okay. Um, and also remember that there is a time in your courtship where you guys liked each other. Remember that time when you laughed a lot in the beginning of the relationship? I, I remember when I got married, I made a promise to myself and to Tom like to always remember that, that we like each other right now. And I never understood why marriage had to turn sour and why why did it have to be like married with children where al hates peggy and the family's shitty i never understood that why what why did it mean that that just because you were with somebody for a long time you had to hate them and not laugh anymore and not be fun you know and i tell you the one benefit of being a comic and being married to a comic is that the fights don't ever escalate <laughs> so crazy because one of us will say something ridiculous and it'll stop it and then we'll both start laughing because that's, that's just the nature of it. And because um, that's so important, man, because words, once you, that's another thing, you got to fight clean. You got to fight clean in a marriage. If you, you know, once you say something 
horrible that can't be taken back. It taints the well forever. You've, you've tainted the well. So choose your words and choose your actions very carefully. Even in the heat of the moment of fighting with Tommy, I'm always like, oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that before I say that one. Like, fuck, you got to think because once you say it, it's like, and, and oh, it's no good. You got to keep it in. <laughs> That's why that honesty is the best policy. Yes, but not when you're fighting and you want to say something really shitty to that person. Like, just remember that you still got to wake up to next to them the next day. <laughs> like, I don't know that whole stupid thing about not going to bed angry. No, sometimes you should. Sometimes you should uh, sit on it. Just pause, pause, sleep on it, wake up. Maybe you'll say something kinder. Um, there are times where I've just had to be like, nope, can't, I don't want to talk. If I talk, I'm going to say something horrible and this is going to get far worse. So I'm going to sleep. I'm going to think, and then I'll come back to you. You know, I love you. I'm not like punishing, but I I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) All right. And he did that fight clean. Um, men and women are different. We did that. He's not a girl. <laughs> oh, trust. Yeah, uh, listen, don't go through each other's shit. If you're looking through his emails and the text messages, it's already over. It's done. It's gone. Why are you fucking, why are you doing that? First of all, that's mentally exhausting for you. Emotionally exhausting for you. Uh, and if you're having to do that, you already don't trust him. Because you, you know, because unconsciously everybody knows everything, subconsciously, unconsciously. So uh, you already know something's wrong. You don't need to get the password to check the email. You already know. That's why you're there. So bypass the whole paranoia thing about looking for their shit. Just go straight to him. <laughs> Just ask him. Oh, um, let him off the hook for past transgressions. Don't hold... Don't I know a lot of women love to flog men over and over about the the thing they did 10 years ago. It sucks. Don't do that. Just don't do it. It's not fucking helping. Let let it be in the past. Let it live in the past. Um okay, so now on to some uh practical shit. Number 1, whenever possible, avoid fighting by delegating or outsourcing. By this I mean figure out before you live together or as you're starting to live together, who does what? Chores. Figure it out. If you don't want to do his laundry, don't fucking do his laundry. It makes me crazy. Women are like, well, I've got to fold his laundry. No, you don't. No, you don't. I have to clean up his uh, boxer shorts. No, you don't. Because for, I don't know, 40 bucks a week, every other week, whatever, you can hire a human to come into your home and do it for you. And you bypass all the drama of uh, fighting over that very shit. Um, Why do I have to go to the grocery store? You don't. You don't. You can do um, Instacart. I I do uh, various deliveries. (laughs) I don't have to do shit, and I don't. Do it. Do it. Costs a little bit more money. Sure does. But if you're both working... I don't know. I always, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, money. Money is a huge one. Money, money is the reason for so many divorces I've heard. Um, and here's the deal. Both of you need to be on the same page philosophically about money. Meaning how much are we saving? How much are we investing? How much are we spending? What's our monthly nut? And a lot of women love to put their head in the sand when it comes to money because it's easier, right? Just let my husband deal with that. And I think that's a real mistake. And I think women, we need to educate ourselves about money. We need to read books on money, on investing. I read Susie Orman books. I really like her. I think she's a great, great resource. Um, Yeah, I've read tons of books on how to invest and how to whatever, be rich. I love it. I think you should. I think everybody should. Um, Yeah. Don't leave it all to your husband and then get mad when things go wrong. That's what I have seen a lot of. Well, he did this. Like, well, wait, why is he doing that without talking to you first? And if you set that precedence very early in your marriage that you guys mutually agree on shit, then 
the likelihood of him doing something reckless and impulsive with your money goes down, down, down. And keep an eye on shit. Why aren't you looking at your fucking bank statements? Look at your bank statements. Look at the Amex or whatever credit card you got. What's going on there? Talk about it. Talk about it. You're married to that person. It's your money. Um, all right. Looks. Brush your fucking teeth. Um, hygiene. Take a shower. I can't tell you how many people I see, their, their partners are just disgusting. And maybe they're both disgusting. So maybe that's a, what they like. But I got to tell you, like, just fucking little things. Brush your teeth, asshole. Uh, brush your hair. Look nice. I remember when I first had Ellis and, you know, those newborn weeks are just so hard and you're, you're postpartum, your body's all torn up. But, but man, I'll tell you what. I got out of bed every day and I took a shower and I put makeup on. Not a lot. I'm not saying I dolled up, but I put foundation on. I covered up my under eye bags and I put a little mascara on. Like I, I brush my hair. I brush my teeth. I stay clean. Like I, I just a level of dignity. And that's not just for your partner. That's for you too. Like, damn, fucking nasty, nasty bitches. And I get it. It's hard if you got kids, but like put some fucking lipstick on, like be a woman. Just try. And same with dudes. Just try, just try a little for that. That person has to lay you for the rest of their lives. (laughs) Make it, make it palatable. Just try. God damn it. You know, and I know, I know women who are gorgeous before they had children and still are after having children, but they just like, like, damn, you got to maintain. I'll tell you, that's where the gay dudes got it right. Gay men, they're like the leaders of this thing where they refuse to get old and shitty. Like gay dudes were getting the Botox, they get in the gym, uh, they look amazing. Not all of them, hello, but I'm saying most gay dudes, they look amazing in their 40s, 50s, 60s because they want to get laid. They still want to be uh, sexually viable. And I don't know what it is about American women, but man, that mom culture boy, it's like the minute you pump out a kid, you got to wear like culottes and you got to cut your hair like fucking John and Kate lady. And that is just, ugh. I, I'm sorry. And I, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate emails for that, but like just try to pretend like you want to have sex again. Jesus. And, and European women, they don't do that. I remember my mother was wearing high heels and lace bras and stuff. Like, <laughs> Just because you have a kid doesn't mean that your vagina totally shuts down for the rest of your life. All right. Is that it? I think I may. Oh, yeah. I think I got that. Fight clean. We got that. He doesn't want to hang out with your friends. Oh, and you know what I think too? It's really important just um, to treat each other the way you'd want to be treated and do each other, like cut each other some slack. Like I know Tom and I are pretty great about not forcing the other person to do stuff they don't want to do. For instance, um, I let him off the hook from seeing my family a lot. I'll be like, you know what? You don't have to come to this dinner. You don't have to do this. And he does that for me too. (laughs) You don't have to come to this thing. You don't just stay home. Um, And that kind of kindness really goes a long way. uh, Just because that person's showing you clemency, like you don't have to do everything together all the time. It doesn't have to be, you know, just because we're married, we do everything together all the time. And it's just not that way. I don't know. Does it have to be that way? We don't do everything together all the time. You can have a life um, outside of each other and just show each other some uh, good old-fashioned clemency, dude. Oh, God. If you know that they hate doing something with you, then don't make them do it. Don't make them come with you to your your aunt, you know, in um, three hours away in, in Bakersfield or whatever. You know, don't make them do it. Why? So that he's miserable the whole day and now you've got the, so now he's with you and he's just unhappy and you know, you're making him unhappy. That just makes me crazy. Okay. I got to go. Um, I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, it was fun putting that list together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Email me at that's deep at gmail.com. 
Let me know if there's any topics you want to hear about. Um, check out Paul Gilmartin's podcast, The Mental Illness Happy Hour. He's not paying me or anything to plug him. I just think it's a very valuable resource to anybody dealing with anything under the sun. Come see me do stand-up live. Get your tickets at thousandranch.com. Thank you for watching this episode, listening to this episode, and supporting the show. And that's it. Have a great week, and uh, I'll see you next week if we're all still here. (laughs) Okay. Bye, guys. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with Philosophize with It's Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's deep, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep.